Down the right field line. Pretty well hit. LaVarne way. It's the right way here tonight. Yogi Berra said it's 90% mental. The other half is physical. My name is Ryan LaVarneway, major league catcher and minor league grinder. And I've spent the last 15 years playing professional baseball while evolving my mindset. I'm fascinated by optimizing that 90%. In this show, I'll talk to elite athletes and mindset coaches about what makes them tick and how they've overcome obstacles in their own careers on the way to finding success. This is Finding the Way. Hey guys, welcome to Finding the Way. I am Ryan LaVarnway, and today my guest is Andrew Kylie, All-American swimmer, All-American water polo at the Ohio State University, class of 2013. When he turned 24, he decided... I want to become a professional Ironman racer, and that since since he was 25, he has done 18 half Ironmans at 70.3 and a couple full 140.6s. He was ranked top 100 in the world at one point and top 30 in the country. It's pretty amazing. A lot of endurance, a lot of mental toughness, and that's what I want to talk to him about. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So you grew up a swimmer. What made you decide i'd like to hop on my bike for 110 miles and then run a marathon at the end just for fun yeah crazy ideas so i <laughs> growing up i played every sport possible you know like i was that guy basically shout out mom my mom would uh i would go to my mom would drive me to morning swim practice in high school i would go to school i would play football i would have football practice afterwards and then she'd pick me up and we would drive to a baseball game. So it was, you know, I was basically doing a triathlon throughout my day growing up. Um, so I think it's just just one of those things that I, I'm a go, go, go guy. Um, so, yeah, I swam in college. And then after that, um, I actually didn't start riding a bike really at all, minus being a kid until I was 25. So, yeah, I mean, I just had the aerobic itch and that's kind of how I started racing triathlon. So you were doing all sorts of athletics. You were playing all sorts of sports. You had the aerobic itch. I've kind of felt like I was the same way growing up. I always, if I was frustrated or anything, I would just go out for a run and, and come back when I was exhausted and had, and worn myself out. I feel like a lot of kids maybe have that wander, wandering spirit in their, in their body. I know my niece and nephew after dinner time before bed, if you want to wear them out, we play body slam because they just have physical energy that they have to get out. Were you like a, a crazy kid where you had all this energy? You just need to get it out somehow. Definitely. I definitely was that I was a crazy kid. Like I was always, um, yeah. So like growing up swimming, I would, uh, I had my next door neighbor who lived directly next door to me. I would go out and play basketball with, you know, I'd get home from school. I'd go out and play basketball with him and just wait for the carpool mom to come pick me up and take me to swim practice. You know, like I literally, would get in the car all hot and sweaty and go to swim practice like it was like it was nothing yeah so i think that's definitely it's definitely part of it it's just ingrained in me just to to i just love playing games and just go 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 so that's definitely definitely part of how i got here so i have done two ironman 70.3s myself yep. and i've really enjoyed them and thank you for helping me with my bike and my supplies by the way for sure um but the thing that i was the most scared about was the the entry to the water the mm -hmm. the what do they call it the churn yes so so for anyone that hasn't seen an open iron man start you're gonna go swimming in the ocean or in a lake or in a bit of a huge body of water with a thousand of your closest friends that, yep. you, that you've just met and everybody's trying to race and i have been lucky enough that in my two races it was during covid season 
So yes. they, they, the first one, they let us go two at a time every 15 seconds. And then the next one, they released people every five seconds. But what is it like in that churn? And can you describe it for people that have never seen it? And, and how do you survive? What's your strategy? Talk about a mental game. It's all, that's such a mental, you know, that's, it, there, there's no real answer to it, except you just have to kind of stay in your own. I mean, there's people all around you, but you just have to stay in your own element. You have to stay in your own space and you're getting kicked in the head. Your goggles might be getting pulled off. Um, I've had to get stitches after the swim. Like there's so many things. I think just trying to stay in your own headspace and stay in your own, um, yeah, basically stay in your own space. The biggest thing I tell people is just take taking deep breaths before and just trying to, you know, zone into just like, it's just you in the water. There are people that are going to hit you and you know, you might get kicked, but you know, no one's really influencing what's going on in your head and in your body. So you just really have to just try to stay in, in your own head. And once you get past like the first 10 minutes, you know, then it kind of all comes to, but it's just getting to that 10 minute mark of, you know, where the chaos is all kind of gone away and you're in your own, you're in your own space. So that's ultimately it's taking deep breaths and then just getting to the first 10 minutes as calmly as possible. Yeah. I'd love to dive into this a little bit more because some of the symptoms of anxiety, right? Elevated heart rate, sweaty palms, nervousness in your stomach. Those are already present just from the fact that you're swimming. You're doing this aerobic exercise where your, your breathing has to be paced out because you're underwater anyway. So yeah. you have, you have three of these stressors or three of these markers of, of high stress. And then you also have people kicking you, hitting you, pulling off your goggles. Now you can't see you're blinded. How right. do you reach that Zen or how do you overcome that without having a panic attack underwater without trying to stop when again, you're in open water and there's not really an opportunity to stop or, or roll on your back and float. What do right. you do as, as you're still swimming, your heart rate is still going to be elevated. What do you, what do you do to clear your mind and, and kind of get over that hump? I mean, it, ultimately it's, it's focusing on the details, right? Like, you know, you train, especially for Ironman, you train 15 to 20 hours a week, right. And you're, and you're just grinding away at that. So it's just kind of going back to the basics, thinking about like how to get the most out of your stroke at that time, you know, like, you know, let's reach a little further. Let's try to catch, you know, some water a little better, or let's just focus on our kick. So it's just really trying to break it down and making it as simple as possible. Because like you said, you know, your emotions are heightened because you signed up for this race and you decided, yeah, I'm going to put this suit on and, and, you know, do this long day. So your emotions are already heightened. So ultimately it's just trying to break it down and keep it as simple as possible and just focus on like, so when you go into the swim, you know, you're like, okay, I need to do these three things to, you know, have a successful swim. So it's trying to forget about all the noise around you and just focus on, okay, you know, I know my breathing will come back to me in 10 minutes, but until then I need to just focus on these three things to get me to that point, you know? So it's just trying to make it as simple as possible and not overthink like once you overthink it like oh my gosh i'm gonna be running in five hours and there's so many people around me you know it's all of that that's the noise that you kind of have to have to forget about and just focus on one stroke at a time you know focus on my kick focus on my breathing just trying to make it simple what are what are your three things that you focus on it's a good it's a good question mine is um is i mean breathing is always a thing is you know when you when you turn your head to breathe that's when you're taking it in and then when you're putting your face back in is when you're blowing it out and it's just trying to make those breaths as calm as possible so that's one the other thing too is like keeping your elbows high when you're swimming um so you catch the most amount of water and 
ultimately, I mean, racing in the in the pro field, it's just trying to find some feet to get on, you know, or if you're in the lead, trying to get away, you know, some strategy involved in it. But yeah, I mean, just kind of just trying to make it pretty as simple as simple as possible. Okay, so so now we've gotten through the swim, we've survived, we okay. haven't drowned. Actually, before we go on, I I my family members when I was nervous about the swim the first time before before the the COVID starts. I was, yes. my family members were thinking about maybe following me to the, the club, to the pool <laughs> and throwing volleyballs at my head while I swim. Is this a good idea to train and to get in the mindset to have my family members tackle me in the water? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you leave, you leave the volleyballs <laughs> and you just have them jump in and just, and just jump on top of you. I think that's, that's kind of the best way is, uh, yeah. Or, or just. Yeah, that's that's definitely the best way. Just close your eyes and uh, just try to swim straight. I think <laughs> I think it's the best way. Uh, joking aside, so you get out of the water. The transition is always a mess. Where I feel like, in my own experience at least, I'm trying to catch my breath and take a little bit more time on the transition. But I'm not racing. I'm not going for sponsors or or money or finishing place. Are you trying to get in and out of that transition as fast as possible? Just get on the bike. What's what's yeah. your goal in the transition area? It's funny because um, there's definitely been races where, so that's the, you know, there's all, you have your swim time, your bike time, your run time. And then there is transition times that everyone gets to see. And mine are always so bad. Like, it's just, I get out of the water up at the front and then I always, there's always something that I'm, you know, and again, it's back to simplicity. So what I always do personally is I just, you just do as little as pop, you know, you're like, say it's going to be a cold day. You're like, do I need the jacket? Do I not need the jacket? Maybe I'll put it there. Or like, do I need socks? Do I not need socks? It's like, no, just make a decision before the race even starts because your brain's so scattered when you get there. So it's definitely just get in and out as fast as possible. Um, you know, get your helmet on and just get on your bike as quick. Like there's no, yeah, it's get in and out, make it simple. I, th I think you said something there that is applicable to more than just Ironman racing of when you get to somewhere where your brain is scattered and, and it's a high stress you know, high stress situation, you have to have made the decision ahead of time. C can sure. we, can we dig into that a little bit more of, of what decisions are, are you having to make and how can this be applicable to someone that's, that's not necessarily racing Ironmans? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of back to just, so for a triathlon side of it is that you know, it's all those debates, like, do I need this food after I swim? Do I need, you know, what kind of, do I need these, my sunglasses, like where, you know, where am I going to put this jacket? Do I need socks? Do I need like leg warmers? So it's, it's just figure that all out before the race even starts. So that way, when you get there, you know, you just have to do X, Y, and Z, you know, you don't have to, it's, it's kind of back to that noise. It's like, don't make this harder on yourself. You can't catch your breath. You just swam. You're thinking about the next step. So it's just like decide on something and just go with it. And there's no, yeah. I mean, there's no, it, it, it's like that with anything, but there's, you're making it harder on yourself. If you give yourself more options. That's, that's why Chipotle only has four things on the menu or, yeah, or six things. It. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Guacamole, so guacamole or not make the decision <laughs> okay so so now you've gotten through the first transition you get on your bike if you're doing the 70.3 which you've done a ton of you're you're racing 55 and a half miles is that correct 56 yeah 56 what's your goal in here are you trying to get off to a fast start are you trying to to catch somebody on the bike you said you're normally one of the first ones out of the water because you're an all-american swimmer are you trying to to build a big lead what, what what's the technique uh, on riding such a, a far race 
Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, you're just trying to the first probably five to 10 miles, you're, you're just you're just going like you're just trying to get away. You're trying to either lose people behind you or, you know, get away from them as fast as you can. So the first five to 10 miles is is I mean, your brain's still chaotic because you just came out of the swim and you're trying to figure out where you are, who's around you. Um, and I mean, I was a I was a decent I was probably an average cyclist. So there's definitely a new guys like, you know, who's on the start list and you know who you line up against. And so you're um, you know, you know what they're wearing and like who's coming by you like, oh, that's so and so I should probably try to go with that guy. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is you're starting to like taking some fluids. Right. You're trying to you're trying to do that side of it. But you're you're it. The pro field kind of becomes a game because you know who's going to be coming by you. You know who's the strong cyclist, you know, and so you're trying to. Um, the other thing, too, in it's a 20 meter draft rule. So you can't be, you have to be 20 meters apart. So you can't just like get right behind that person. So it's definitely like a little, it's a mind game of like, Oh, this guy's coming. He's coming pretty, pretty fast. So he, you know, he passes you and you're trying to go with him, but you're also trying to keep the distance. Um, and the other thing on the bike is that everyone kind of rides with power. So it's basically like how hard you pedal your, your bike and you know, your computer gives you that reading. And so you kind of, that's what you train off of is power. So you kind of know where, um, you know, what, what's too much and what's not enough and like where you can kind of play that line. So, um, so basically like in a half Ironman, you're riding two hours and I like know what I can ride power wise for two hours. So if somebody comes by me and I go with them and I'm like, ah, this is a little hard and it's, you know, the power number is a little high Then I'm like, that's yeah, probably not, probably not where I should be. So you're just trying to, you're thinking about, later in the day but you're also trying to go with the now as well how do you how do you deal with those emotions right because you you're trying to win you yep. have the the this guy's passing me i imagine that's like a gosh darn it yeah but you know sure. but you know that you have the run coming up you still have a couple hours of this event and if you give it yep. too much too early you're going to run out of steam how do yeah. you how do you make that decision and and how emotional does it get in the midst of an exhausting you know heart rending day yeah. And, and, uh, I, this, this took some learning for me, especially like in, racing in the pro field is that, so I would swim and I would be, you know, top three out all the time. I was the one of the first three, but I could go the whole day without not passing another person. It would just be people passing me. So it was, so on the bike, you know, like five people would go by me and I would try to go with them and there would be a group and I would try to, you know, really try to go with them. And it was just like, it was mentally, it was just, I'm like, I'm in last right now. You know, that's how it felt, but really I was in like eighth or something. Right. So for me in the beginning, it was kind of tough that I had to kind of swallow it and be like, I'm, you know, I'm doing all I can, but I'm not, why am I not, why, you know, why am I not bridging that gap? So I, I think it just, you, you know, you just have to know, you have to trust yourself and you have to trust that, you know, I've trained for this and I know the numbers I can do and I know what, you know, the output is if I ride up to my potential. And it's just, I mean, in the other part about it is that there's always going to be somebody that's better than you and any, you know, it's just how it is. So like it, and you also don't know there's three sports in triathlon. So they might be, uh, you know, just giving it all on the bike and they might not have nothing left on the run. So it's just kind of, it's always, you always have to think like, I'll get you later or I'll see you later. You know, that's just kind of the motivation is like, I'll be back. Um, didn't really answer your question, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely, it was definitely, there's, it's, 
it's definitely a mind game and you just always have to just believe in yourself. And I think that's one thing I didn't, when I swimming in college, I never really, like I, I was a workhorse. Like I trained so well and I would get to meets and it would just be garb, you know, it'd be, I would just get in my own head. So I learned that in my second career of athletics that it, you know, you just, you're doing the best you can and it will, it will work out. You just have to keep trusting in, in the process and the training you did. Yeah. I mean, maybe you, you think you didn't answer the question, but you answered my next question already, which was, you know, what kind of mantra or what do you tell yourself along the way? And I love the the way that you talk about like, I'm going to get you later. Or I'm going to come back. And I always yeah. know, I always know that there's still more race to race and there's still more fight to fight and I'm coming for you. Yep. I think, um, the biggest thing that I've learned is that you can't ride the roller in a race or in a big moment, you can't ride a roller coaster of emotions, right? Like until it's over, you can't ride the roller coaster. You can't have, you can't be too high. Like I'm winning. No one's catching me. Right. Cause the second somebody catches you, you go, it throws you right into the basement and then you're, you're mentally, you're like, I'm broken. I can't, you know, this, I can't believe that happened. Or if you, you know, you go too low, you're never going to be able to to get back up. You know, you're never going to be able to to get back to the surface. So the biggest thing for me was, and I've, I've done it all. Like if I've cut my finger in races where I've had to get stitches after the race, I've wow. crashed my bike. You know, I, I've, I've, I've done it all as far as errors, um, you know, not taking enough nutrition. So, but the biggest thing is, is not riding that roller coaster of emotions. It's just trying to stay as steady and as even keel as possible. And it's definitely easy to say, um, but it, it just takes practice like anything that's thrown at you, you know, you can't, you can't get too high or too low until the event or the race or whatever is over. Um, that's definitely, it's definitely the mantra I, I carry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And I think that's really applicable to people that are running whatever race they have in life, whether it's a, a, a long project or a long sales cycle. Yep. There, there are some people that are working on projects that are going to take two years to complete and members of their team will move on via promotion or, or moving to a different company over the course of running the race to complete this project. So don't get too high. Don't get too low. I think that's super applicable. Yeah, it's definitely part like, you know, you want to celebrate the wins and you want to work on the losses, but you worry about that after the after the situation. You know, when you're in the moment, you got to just try to stay as steady as possible. Um and again, like even if it's a team aspect, you know, you're going to have player teammates or uh, coworkers who, you know, are celebrating something or they're like, I'm never going to finish this. And if you, if the more people that stay steady, the better it's, it's going to end up. Absolutely. So, so we've ran that we've taken the race with you through the bike. Now we're at the second transition. When I did my, my first Ironman, what I had at my second transition was a loaf of banana bread that was covered in chocolate. And yeah. I, and I sat there and I ate a couple pieces of banana bread as my nutrition and my calories. I imagine that's not what you're taking in during these races. Did you sit, were you sitting Indian style? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, I, that's another hard one is there's no answer. Everyone is different. So I sweat. I'm like the biggest sweater I've ever met. Um, I, I, it's just insane. So that's, that was always the problem for me was it wasn't so much the just, just the carbs getting them in you know it was just like i was just a sweater and so that was that was the issue and i've tried everything on the moon but it's i i go with liquids you know i put it all powder in my water bottles and i've used every brand every kind you can possibly think of and then it's gels and goos and you know 
after the race, my stomach's not very happy, oh, but man. it gets it, get, it 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 gets me to the to the finish line. But yeah, I mean, and then you know they have the like the aid stations along the run and the bike. Um, yep. Like I've eaten pretzels, bananas works. Bana- yeah. I've had bananas save my life. They have know? they have Coca Cola at the stations, yes. and you wouldn't think of that after five hours of cardio. But my my the second one that I did, I was crushing Coke, and it helped keep me from throwing up. I think. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's why it's there. Yeah. It's just crazy how that stuff, who would have thought I don't even like, I don't even really drink Coke in my, in my personal life, you know, unless it's got some alcohol mixed with it. But <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've found myself just chugging Coke on the run. Cause it's just, yeah, anything, even that little caffeine hit can help. It's crazy how like that little cup can really make a difference. So, so you make it through the run, you're getting close to the last mile to you, to seeing the finish line. The crowd is cheering. You have you you have your competition either maybe within sight or behind you coming along. Do you try to speed up for the last mile, or what's going through your head as you start to approach the finish line? Usually by that point, I'm my legs are cramping up because you know it's just yeah, like you're just you know you're at the limit. I mean, basically how I would how I race a half Ironman is like it's it's how far can you take, how far can you be redlining or like almost maximum with finishing a four hour because it's usually under four hours, roughly four hours. So by the time those like last two miles come, you know, I just, what I truly try not to do is like look at my watch to see how much, because you, you know, you don't want that. And it's ultimately, it's just as I, the only thing I think about at the end of a run is how just moving your feet as fast as possible. And that's like what I, that's the only thing is like, because you know, your feet, are, your legs are just so heavy and the, you thinking you're moving your feet fast in the last two miles is you're really not, but it helps, you know? Yeah. So I just try to, I try to hit every aid station and I just try to move my legs as fast as possible. Cause ultimately you, you, you can control what's going on, but people are going to be passing you. You're going to be passing people. You can't really, you know, there's not much you can do there, but it's it, yeah. Moving your feet as fast as possible is the, is the goal. Have you experienced what we've seen highlights or maybe lowlights of when someone pushes themselves past the breaking point and maybe they right as they see the finish line, they, their body releases like a dopamine or something that their body can't handle and they lose control of their legs. Have you ever experienced that? I've, I haven't experienced the the high side. That's a high side of it with the dopamine. I've experienced the low side of it where I, uh, the first Ironman I did, I came off the bike in second and was having a great day. And I was like, I'm going to crush this run. And, uh, being a swimmer, I wore a tank top and had a speedo on <laughs> and, you know, cause that was the fun look. And I was just, I had a mustache, you know, <laughs> and I'm going up this, it was in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going up this big hill. My parents are there. My friends are there. The, my buddy that's coaching me is there. And I'm like, my stomach's in knots and I'm like, this is not good. So I try to, I'm like, just get over, just jog and get over this hill. So that, Cause everyone else, like my family and everyone's at the bottom. I'm like, just get up and over this hill and then, you know, we can figure it out. So I'm like jogging up this hill. Next thing you know, I'm on all fours in the grass with my speedo on just throwing up, you know, it's just coming. Like I just took, I took way too much liquids and food on the bike. Cause I was worried about cramping. And so I overdid it on that side, which happens that, you know, it's a normal, it's a normal thing, sadly. Um, yeah. And so that was a, that's definitely and somebody came running by me and was like, it's because you're wearing a Speedo. 
<laughs> and I want to like I wanted to I like wanted to get up and start yelling, you know, swearing back at him, but I'm but as I try, I just am throwing up on all fours. So that's uh that's definitely a a, a fun experience. Oh man, and uh, happens in, to everyone. In all my training, all all that I found out is is that you will win or lose your own race against yourself with nutrition, regardless of of how you perform physically. So there's there's three sports, but there's four aspects because nutrition is. Like even when I was in the best shape of my life, I nutrition would sometimes come and, you know, bite me in the butt. So there's definitely four pieces to if you're doing a half Ironman or above. There's four pieces, not just three, because nutrition is key. Interesting. Well, I, I, I don't think that there's many people out there that have done an Ironman, certainly not as many as you are as competitive as you. So thank you for kind of walking us through what a race feels like and, and what the emotions are along the way. Uh, every episode before I let someone go, I always ask them the same question. If, if there is someone, a, a young person out there that, that wants to do what you've done or, or has big dreams, what's the best advice that you could give them? I would say just, just play, like, don't make it a, like, I have to go to practice. I have to do the X, Y, and Z just play, have fun with it. Um, it's such a, it's such a simple answer, but it's just like, the reason I stuck so playing, I played sports growing up, and the reason I stuck with swimming is because those were my best friends were on my club team. That's like where it all. That's why I wanted to go to practice because I wanted to go hang out with my friends. Um, you know, I could have played baseball, I could have played football, um, but it's just you know find what what's fun. It's just got to be fun. Play what's fun, and that's I mean that's the reason I swam in college is because I was surrounded by my best friends growing up. Very nice. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know I learned a lot about what I'm going to do for my next Ironman and focus on cool. the, all four aspects. Maybe we'll do one together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I'm Ryan Lavarnoy with Andrew Kiley. This has been Finding the Way. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Finding the Way with Ryan Lavarnoy. Find previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.